Hi, I'm Murray Kinsella. Welcome to the 42 Rugby Podcast. We're here in the 42 newsroom and we're delighted to be joined by Shane Jennings, the former Ireland and Leinster flanker. We're going to look back on the French defeat. We're going to talk about Ireland's rook and their breakdown uh, efficiency against the French. We're also going to look at their attack in the 22 and maybe a few tweaks that they can make in that regard. We'll also talk a little bit about the leadership and captaincy and how Ireland deal with the referee. We'll look at the scrum and how Ireland can be a little bit more streetwise there. Um, and we'll finish by looking at some of the tweaks Ireland could maybe make for the England game. by a punishing first half here in terms of the intensive effort. In the end, they just didn't have enough. Same question being asked on the pitch at the Stade de France as is being asked all around the country. How did we lose that match? Shane, thanks many for joining us. Thanks for having me. Cheers. I, I think the, the reaction to Ireland's defeat in France has probably been, as usual, kind of widespread bemoaning of their of their attacking strategy these kind of big picture issues but for Ireland themselves how, how do you think they'll have reacted how do you think they'll review the game will it be a big picture thing or will it be little no, parts of it? I think they're getting they're getting all sorts of grief uh, over the last number of weeks months because of the style that they're playing and people aren't happy with that but I think certainly from a supporter from people around the country I think we've got high expectations and we we want entertaining rugby we want wins and I think the reality is different. On a cold, wet day in Paris, we only lost by point, mm. so it's not the end of the world. Uh, and I think the frustrating thing is that we, we didn't play bad, we didn't play so well, and we maybe could have won, and yet we only come away with losing by a point. So there's lots of things they can work on. But I think they do have to address certain issues, and I think they just have to let loose a bit. Um, mm. They come across as they're uptight and they're, they're not really willing to give it a lash, but do you know what? Why not? Like Because yeah. they've got the talent, they've got the skill level, they've shown in the past they can do it, and I think the Wales game was evidence. I know the conditions were different, but the way they started the game, the way they tried to impose themselves, the way they tried to impose their game plan on Wales, it was good and it worked, yeah. and everybody got behind them. So I think, certainly from my point of view, that's what I'd love to see. I'd love to see guys taking a bit more ownership, not giving ball that Johnny doesn't, if he's calling it, it's not necessarily the right thing to do the whole time. Mm. He wants other guys to step up, take ownership, get go forward ball, and then assess the situation, play what's in front of them a bit, and don't be so systematic or don't be so process driven. At time, yeah, there's a place for that. It's just about getting the balance right, I think. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very prescribed maybe in attack, and we're talking about that go forward ball. Probably the big area there is actually generating quick rook speed mm -hmm. and, and getting a good, a good hit on the breakdown, clearing out those first few bodies. That maybe didn't really happen against France. I felt like France maybe edged that rock battle, and you look at the percentage of rock uh, success in, in, in retaining the ball. It was actually the lowest Ireland have ever had in a Six Nations match under Joe Schmidt. So that kind of points to maybe some of the difficulties in attack. Did you feel they were a little bit off in that area? Yeah, at times. I don't think we have a full appreciation of how difficult a game in Paris is. Now, you kind of look at the French team and you go, do you know what? They're not world beaters and they're not the, the most recognised of games, but they're still tough to play. And they're battle-hardened big men, they're physical men. And then they had the, uh, the luxury of bringing on a good bench as well to impose a game plan that they were going after. 
But in saying that, I think if we're a bit smarter, we have to have a point of difference because we're not the biggest team. So mm. we have to be a bit more, I don't know, elusive with the ball, be a bit more open to like little subtleties in our game that will get away from the point of contact, get, grow a bit of an appreciation to get the ball into space and to put defenders under pressure. Every defender is going to be comfortable if you undirect and you're sticking the ball on your arm. Yeah. If you have a situation where you have an option outside or you have a trail runner back who may be a back, it doesn't necessarily have to be your 10, but there's communication and there's options, you're going to put defence under pressure. And then if you have that, the defender is not as comfortable, he might make as big an impact tackle, then the ball carrier will win that contact zone, get probably a better place, which will allow the incoming Irish ruckmen mm. to do a better job there, which will generate quicker ball, which will give options. But if you're static, if you're flat, you go inside shoulder on a defender where you're going back into the rook, it's easy to defend and you feel comfortable. And the French are very good at that. When you see the French defend, they don't necessarily look like they have a set system where they get one guy around, one guy near, one guy around, then again. They just feel the field. They, mm. they look up and they go, okay, what's on? How do I defend here? And they were very shrewd and they were very cute in the breakdown. They were obstructing people coming into the rook. They were getting little cheeky shoulders on and that was getting that degree of separation away. Now against Australia, if they had done that, you'd see Pocock robbing four, five, six, seven balls. They probably didn't have the guys on the ground that could do a job like a Pocock could do, but they were still getting rewards from it because the subtleties that they were doing with the obstruction, which is something that Simon Easter had been doing for years with Clinathalie, yeah. but they don't, Ireland don't seem to be doing it as much. So what, what are you referring to there? Is it, is it guys, the tackle's made and you step in beyond the tackle? Or, or yeah, there was a good example. Like, I know this, we've got our subbeauty on men yeah. here. And if I can, like, for instance, if this, this guy here, he's a ball carrier. Yeah. If this guy here is a tackler and we have a guy here and a guy here coming, let's say, from a rook or whatever it might be over here. If he's carrying the ball, it's this next guy here, an, an ex-French uh, defender. If he comes in and just as this guy's entering the rook, he just maybe nudges him. Yeah. Or if he's in this way and he's coming from a line, it's just a little subtlety. It's, I know it's not the clearest of pictures, yeah. but it's just an, an obstruction. So then this guy has to change his angle to get around. And if there's another guy here, that split second of when the contact gives him the opportunity to get in. Get over the ball. Get over the ball. Yeah. Or barge through it for the next guy to get it. And, or even if eventually Ireland get it back, it's messy. Yeah. Whereas if these two guys are here and defending and this guy on the inside... now. The key for Ireland, in a, like Joe's whole philosophy is about collisions. And if you win that contact zone, the ball carrier, if he wins that contact zone, he's going to have a much better opportunity for a better outcome in terms of if he wins that gain line battle and he just goes back, whether it's an inch, whether it's six inches, whether it's a foot, whatever it might be, and he has the opportunity to get a long place, he's going to get his top shoulder, and these are all very technical, but this is the mm. detail that they're going into, his top shoulder over so he gets two hands, long place, it makes these guys entering the rook their job a lot easier. Yeah. So if he wins the contact zone, if he fights in the ground, but I think the thing that the ball carrier has to realise, that is if, if this is the rook, and it's messy or whatever, and they've got defenders here, I, every time you, it's either one, two, three, A, B, C or whatever, if this ball carrier's here, and Conor Murray's here giving this ball, if he goes back in like that and carries the ball, this chap here, yeah. he, he's not really stressed. He can get back out. Whereas if the ball carrier here goes on an, let's call it an overs or an outside angle, yeah. look at these guys here. They have to make a decision. Do they stay? If there's, the, if there's guys here, do they have to look up? These guys getting from the rook. So if they take it, he's sucked in. Then these guys can come in. If this guy has joined the tackle, mm. and when you say getting the corner or making the rook long, 
it's these guys here that do a job and they try and close off that corner there. Yeah. So these guys, sorry, go on. It happened for the Conor Murray try against Wales, I think, where Mike McCarthy was maybe just on that outside edge of the rock and he just stepped up. He barely even blocked Samson Lee really, but he, he gave Conor Murray a little bit more time. He's kind of owning that space. And if you can't get a nudge on or you can't block or you can't obstruct, like we said in the first example there, mm. where we saw Laurie do it to Dave Carney, where he just took the space and it was harder for Dave Carney to get in. But let's say, for instance, and I know it's a bit make-believe here, but the, 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 the philosophy or the plan is that you want to make it hard for these guys to get around the corner. So when they get around the corner, if they have time to get around, look, they're, they're very comfortable again. Yeah. But if they have, our Subutio rugby has <laughs> taken a knock here, if they have the opportunity and this guy goes upfield and he just gets a little nudge on, this is where the, the, this guy has to make a decision. Yeah. Oh, I'm under pressure. Do I come in? Yeah. Does Murray go and does he dummy? He gets in. Or do these guys then have an opportunity to manipulate a situation there? So it's little things and owning the corner, whether you're going open, whether you're going open, whether you're going open, or just that aggression to understand that, you know what, if I have, at times, you have to go direct and you have to go straight, that, that's mm. fine. But if the players get it into their head, do you know what, at times, I can get off an outside foot and I can go into where there's a bit of space between two defenders. Then those defenders have to make a decision. If you run straight at a guy, it's pretty easy to defend. Yeah. If there's a bit of, uh, if there's a bit of options around that player, the defender's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that's what we can develop. And we do have the skill level to do that. Yeah. It's especially true inside that 22 because I think that's like increasingly becoming the defining image of Ireland is phase after phase after phase in the 22. And like that has worked for Joe Schmidt, probably with Leinster quite a bit, and and, and with Ireland as well, where they. They get in, they kind of ground and pound against the opposition. It's very one out. I think they had one of the highest percentage of one out plays in the World Cup was, was Ireland. But if you're not getting a good carry each time, if you're not getting a good mm. rook each time, you're just going nowhere. And that's why it looks so, I guess, dull and repetitive. Yeah, there is definitely that. And I think when you peel it back and you cut it back. So, for instance, let's say we get into the 22 and mm. there's a rook here and there's a line of defenders here. We're over here. And for whatever reason, the ball has slowed down. It's got it here. So the whole idea is here, you go into a bit of a default pattern in the 22. But they'll have strike moves where they go, I don't know, they could even, like, whatever. They'll have a call for it yeah. where these guys here are going to carry. But the whole idea is these defenders, if they can get that outside shoulder, they can draw in, let's say, three here. These guys yeah. are going to get up around again. There's still defenders there. But if they get around, and the same principle, that they get outside shoulder again, and they get the corner... It's maybe the third or the fourth yeah. phase. Now let's say these guys work up again. They get into a position where they have an inside and an outside guy. Let's say it's a Devon Tone or whoever. It looks like there's a few defenders there. We still have a few defenders. We're looking good. The backs have held their width. The backs are talking. But this back here is talking to Devon Toner. He's going, okay, there's an option out the back. Yeah. Use me, use me. These guys are getting a bit more depth. So if the ball goes to this chap, this looks like we're going to carry again. And he just gives a little subtle ball in the back yeah. to, to Johnny or whoever it might be to get it to space. This guy is already attracted. And then you have options here. And I think if we can appreciate that, we saw Fergus McFadden when they were defending the French yeah. at one stage. He kind of came in and then came in. He didn't know what he was yeah. doing because he was under so much pressure. The police on went out. 100%. Yeah. And these guys here, they, if someone is holding it, and every, these guys are tired from defending. So it's hard for them to get around. So you're trying to beat them around the corner, beat them around the corner get the corner of the rook, yeah. so it's harder for them to get around, and then opportunities will come. If they do have defenders, don't be afraid to do this little subtle little ball, yeah. or a little tip on, or whatever it might be. Yeah, we saw little elements of that, I think, probably even before the World Cup coming in, but they don't seem to have pursued it a lot. I think 
if you think back to last last year's Six Nations, again, it was in the 22 against Wales. There was one stage where they did 32 phases, I think. But it was all that yeah. one-out stuff. Then Wales went down the other end. Uh, I think they had three or four phases they of one-out stuff. And then, bang, out the back door. Uh, and it's a one-on-one. Even Ireland made bad decisions in defence. It mm. just makes it so much more difficult for the defence. Like, are those things you think that Joe has got in place for the players? They're, they're, those structures are there. The players understand that they can well, do that. I certainly can't speak of what's happening there because you're not in the environment, so you don't know. But in the past, the experience that I had with him and his coaching staff is that they were there. And when you get into the 22, it's all about increasing the tempo, increasing the pace and putting the defence under pressure. If you do that, you would hope you'd come away with some form of points, whether they'll give away a penalty. If you get a penalty, brilliant, happy days. You'll try for, you've got got a little free gift or whatever to go for a try. Best case scenario, you're going to get a try. But the whole idea is once you get into this 22, like I think we're getting into the position quite well. We have the set piece to do well in this position if we get into that area of the pitch. But then when we're in here, there has to be a a flick where we just switch it and go, okay, right, for the next seven phases, for the next ten phases, we're not leaving here until we get points. And if it is that pattern of going around the corner, going around the corner, letting the backs get set, or if it's a different one where you hit twice and then you see what you've scouted in the 22, this defence goes around the corner and there will be opportunities to come back here. Mm. Go for it. Yeah. Like, it's easy to defend. And listen, it's easy for us in yeah. the stand yeah. saying it's yeah. easy to defend. But it's easier to defend if a team is one-off picking, one-off picking around the rook. You don't feel that stressed. Mm. If I was a, ba- a, a back row and I was trying to defend looking at options inside and looking outside and I see the backs are doing something here, I'm looking for my defenders, help me, help me, help me, come around the corner. Mm. So it just puts defences under stress and I don't think we're doing that as well as we could because we do have the skill level yeah. to do it. There was maybe one good example, but it was, again, it was a really prescribed play. They used that, that move where Rob Carney bounces out from behind and comes back in a little dummy loop. It was down this end of the pitch, I think they hit up twice and then they come back against the grain. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they actually made a half a bust just because they had challenged the, the defence in a different way. I think he threw maybe a silly offload or an unsuccessful oh, yes, offload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just that little different picture, a little bit of variety. Yeah, definitely. And I think it all comes back to what we talked about, about the ball carrier. Mm. So let's say, for instance, we talked about if there was these guys here and the the initial ball carrying setup was here. If these guys lose that battle initially, if they get off the line and they hit them, the momentum is gone. Yeah. So the real emphasis is on the first ball carrier or any ball carrier to make sure that they have a bit of depth. They go out on an overs angle so that it's not it's more difficult to defend mm. and they make the initial bust here. So then you're at least over the gain line. You have a bit of momentum going around the corner. The next guy who gets the ball in his pod they have an emphasis that they have to make sure that they win that contact zone. If you win the first few contact zones, quid's in, you're going to do all right because the defence is under so much pressure. But if they get the initiative and they get the momentum of getting off the line, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. And I think that's where it slows down. That's where you see the scrum half putting his foot in the ball, Mm -hmm. slowing it down, regroup, get around. Now, it's not a lack of effort. You saw the Irish lads working their socks off. And like you can't give out to any team for that because... I think they're working so hard and they are honest with each other, but I just think they have to be a bit smarter. Yeah. And if they're smarter in these areas, it will pay off. And I think that's where the game management from the senior players really has to grab mm. it by the scruff of the neck and go, do you know what? We didn't do an awful lot and we're getting dogs, abu- dogs abuse about it and we're not feeling that good about ourselves. We have the opportunity to rectify this if we do a few little things. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a really good point because when we focus on maybe a loss of experience, it tends to be in you know, Paul O'Connell didn't make a big speech before the game or he didn't say the most important thing during the week. But with those less experienced players, it's that kind of streetwise element. So even for that break there where Rob Kearney went half through, 
they could have maybe grabbed another guy into the ruck. Your man came from the pillar position, mm -hmm. flank guard, and made the tackle. Or you can relate that to the scrum as well, because if you're getting pummeled at the scrum, <coughs> you probably have to be smart enough or, or savvy enough just to maybe drop it or, or just change the picture a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and again, listen, I thought CJ and Jack were probably our two best forwards. Mm. Now, CJ is relatively inexperienced in terms of international rugby, but he's a captain and he's a leader in Munster and he's very well regarded. So you would have thought, and I, I, I can understand from Jamie's point of view, from Devin's point of view, from Mike's point of view, from CJ, whoever, they don't want to get into Rory's ear the whole time saying, oh, they're doing this, they're doing mm. that. But there's a time and a place. And in that situation, like I remember playing against Adam Jones the whole time, the scrum was a mess when we felt we were on top. Yeah. But he was so cute, he was putting doubt into the ref. So the ref was going, do you know what, it's actually, it's getting messy now, and I have to look at this where I didn't look at that before. So that's where you were hoping that they were, when Slimani came on, the dog in the street knew that he was a better front row that was already there. Yeah. So he was going to cause us trouble. Tyg is inexperienced in that position, and he's going to take learnings from it. But the whole idea is if Slimani's coming in on an angle on Tyg, that's yeah. where Tyg needs to go, come up on his ribs. Next time he does, rip his bind. Just make it a mess. So then, okay, the touch judge comes in. Okay, Tyg, when the touch judge comes in, go down on a knee and pretend you've got a sore neck. So then yeah. we can regroup. Rory can get into the ref's ear. Hold on a sec, ref. This scrum was fine until this fella, Slimani, came on. Look at the way he's coming in. If you look at him, if you get him to go straight, there won't be an issue. Yeah. And that's going to clear up the mess. Now, whether it's the truth or not, I don't know. But at least you're putting that into the... Like, the ref is pretty inept. Yeah. And I think he displayed that throughout the afternoon. So if you put that doubt, if you take a bit of control, if you take the this massive pressure that French, France were building on Ireland, it would have taken the heat out of it a bit. Yeah. Then you saw the consequences of that, where Tommy was so concerned about staying on his prop that he was slow getting off when Robbie Henshaw made yeah. the mis mistake, and then he gets in for the try from a missed tackle. I was going to ask you about that as an oversight, because in, against Wales, it, it yeah. probably happened again. Like There was three scrum penalties, Tommy has to stay down. Do you, ha you have to commit to the, to the scrum, I'm presuming, or yeah. do you need to be a little bit more aware? Again, easy, easy for all of us to say, yeah. and, and it's, it's not fair on the guy picking out that. But the reality is, you're in that position, you've got to make that call, and you've got to be man enough to be able to manage it a bit better. Mm. Like, for example, again, we all knew Falatay was going to pick and go there. Mm. So what Tommy, or what Audi 7 should probably do, is talk to the number eight, like, Jamie, here, listen, I'm going here. You've got to cover my inside here. So as soon as I go, he feels that that slot is covered. Okay. Even say to the second row, if we're under heat, just get up and fill that space. But the key would be that he stays low enough off the scrum. So if you are on a scrum and you pop your head up, it's easy, you can see it immediately. But if you keep low and you just lose your bind, at least you're out of the guy's vision yeah. and you can get a bit looser. But it is... A, there's a, the reason behind is because he feels he doesn't want to let his prop go. Because on the video, why did you leave your prop? Well, I left my yeah. prop because there's 10 different options that are coming down my channel and I have to make sure I do one right. So I think, again, against France, you could see he was overly concerned, but it was, it was pretty naive. And I, I really don't mean to go after him, but it was naive because that side of the scrum wasn't taking the pressure. So he needed to realise as soon as that goes, he needs to help his backs out there. Now, it was a bad read by Robbie Henshaw mm. that he should have stopped him. Yeah. He and just kind of overshot a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and he took good line speed, but if he'd have made that hit, we would have been in yeah. a good place. Man on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then Tommy, because he was late, overran it and then just got beaten. So it's a product of that pressure. And if we can manage that pressure better, if we can help Rory, if we can look after each other a bit better in the scrum, you know, like we were 10 minutes under pressure. The crowd got on top of us. Everything kind of just built. Whereas if we made it a mess, we caused some uncertainty in the rest mind. 
we might have got something out. We might have booted down the pitch. We might have whatever happened. Yeah. But we seemed like we just took it a bit, and yeah. they made they made a mug of us a bit. Yeah, I, I would say on both, both those scrums, right, against Wales and against France, the ball kind of maybe shot out a little bit extra, extra quick. Or France didn't even look like they knew the ball was coming straight mm. out the back with Goujon. But but like, do you think those things? Do you think there's all easy fixes there for not easy fixes, but obvious fixes for Ireland before they come into that England game? Or is is there? really alarming issues no I don't think there's any alarming issues to be perfectly honest and I think like I've said in the past we've got very high expectations so Mm. it's hard we lost by a point there and we're we're being pretty critical of them so whether that's fair or not I don't know but you can see things that if they correct they're only a point of losing against France and Paris and they didn't really feel like they like fired a shot so if they actually understand and take a step back from, do you know what, we didn't do that. I want to impose myself next time. At least if I play and they're getting dogs abused and they're probably worried about their selection. Yeah. I know for sure if I get an opportunity against England, I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to try things because I might not be there for the next game or whatever the case may be. But I just think they've got the ability to do these subtle passes. Like you saw Marco Vunapolo given that beautiful circle pass beautiful. because there was guys in a bit of depth talking to him he was in a position early he'd use good footwork and the ball gets to space and that mm. appreciation for space and I do think we have it but I just think they might mu- and I don't know if this is the truth but I think they might be a bit worried this is the move we have to do it yeah. you don't yeah. you got to see what's in front of you and you're good enough players to realise that you know what it's not on that time let's take it into contact let's go on and overs let's do something off the mm. cuff because this is the defence that we haven't prepped for and I think they just have to maybe understand that a bit more and what's the harm? They're good enough to do it. Mm. I think that probably has been the, the issue, even going back to that Wales game again last year, is that they're almost so reliant on those power plays, the strike moves. They didn't work against Wales. They nearly worked a couple of times against the French, but when that doesn't happen, there seems to be, I don't know, yeah. a slight despair or maybe we can't actually cut this team down. Oh my yeah. God, it hasn't worked. What do we do now kind of yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think if they have an appreciation of, okay, we tried it, it didn't work. But you know what? That 12 has come in now. Hold mm. on a sec, we can get it to space. Or there's the, the fullback has come up with the wingers. We can put it in behind. So, like, and like Johnny is one of the best out halves in the world. So he can see that. He can read that. But if he's getting the ball when he's getting under pressure because the initial contact hasn't been good or whatever, he doesn't necessarily want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? A bit of width off the nine, a bit more depth, a bit more evasion, a bit more communication with these pods that we're putting together here yeah. is going to put the defence under pressure, which will take pressure off the likes of Johnny off Robbie off Jared all these kind of guys which will allow them to play a bit yeah. more I think we'll see the effect of that if we can get that initial carry and that initial breakdown it can almost link back to something that simple and yeah. I think they get that right against England they're, they're going to be in good shape yeah definitely um, but listen thanks me for joining us great to get your insight on it all and really looking forward to the England game now and, and seeing if they can fix those little areas thanks me cheers, cheers.